Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations Podcast. This is Dan Walchman. I'm excited that all this month we've been talking about the idea of momentum. By the way, if you're new to the podcast and aren't sure exactly what we're up to, let me take 3.4 seconds and tell you. Each month we dive into a subject every day, every day of the month, and take a fresh look, fresh new perspective at that subject. We started with purpose. We had relationships, commitment, money, and each of the, now we're in month six, each of the months have been focus deep on a particular subject. Obviously, the month of June is the subject of momentum. We've talked about the science of momentum. We've talked about what is momentum. We've talked about how do you how do you know when you have momentum? How do you know when you lose momentum? How do you get it back? I mean, the whole, the whole kind of, not just science, but the embodiment of what momentum is. I'm going to share a different perspective with you today. And uh, this will be a shorter podcast. <laughs> and you guys know every time I say that, it, it turns not into be a shorter podcast. But I wanted to, to talk to an honest perspective about when momentum is lost. As most of you know now, I've been in South Carolina for about 10 years. And it sounds crazy to realize that, but it's been a, it's been a decade since I've been in, in South Carolina. After selling the business in, 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 in Northern Virginia to a, to a big company and moving down here to South Carolina, it took me a couple of years where I felt like I was an outsider because I was still working most of my time in DC, but, but living down here. And, you know, DC is a city that's all about appearances. By the way, I'm getting somewhere, I'm not just insulting people. I never realized how much I was doing just because other people expected me to be doing it until I, I moved away. And every time over the last 10 years I've gone back to DC, I've become more aware, I guess it's the right word, of the appearances, the games that people play in order to seem like they have it all together. The one thing that will cripple all of us in our quest for momentum, to keep momentum, build momentum, have momentum, feel momentum, is spending more time appearing like we have it together rather than just attempting to have it together. So what is this? What is this phenomena that I'm talking about? It's what I call the learning loop, the learning cycle. There's this loop. You do something, you get some results, you learn from it, hopefully you adapt and grow. But those last two aren't a given. It's not necessarily a given that you're going to grow. You're going to get better from the results that you've had. In fact, let me push you here. Most of us don't get better. Most of us don't evolve and grow. Most of us have developed a, a behavior that's actually pretty self-limiting, pretty self-damaging. It's a defense mechanism. It's developed by this thing called pride, developed by this thing inside of us called ego, where when we see our results, instead of saying, hmm, Okay, those are my results. Did they get me, you know, did I get what I wanted? Yes, no. If the answer is no, how do I improve? Or what do I change? Or what do I enhance? How do I fix this situation, right? That would be the scientific and a laboratory sort of, sort of setting. But most of us go, oh, well, that person did this to me. Or, you know, if, you know, I was tired or you, you need to understand. We have all these excuses. What's interesting is our kids will make these same excuses 
and we lambast them, right? <laughs> we said, don't make excuses. I don't want you whining at me. Just do it. Just fix it. Make it happen, right? We'll say these phrases. Just make it happen. Just do it. Stop, you know, belly aching about it. Just make it happen. There's this loop called the learning loop. Something happens where you do something, you get the results, you then learn, evolve, grow, adapt. Now, the faster you can close that loop, the faster you can go. I think of this like uh, a circle versus a square. I can take a basketball. If, I, if you think about a steep driveway, I can take a basketball and without ever pushing it, I can set it on top of a steep driveway, take my finger off the top of the basketball and it will roll all by itself pretty much all the way down that steep driveway. And what if I took a, a, a washer machine, clothes washer, it's a big aluminum box. It's a kind of a square shape. I place it at the top of the steep driveway. Does it roll down the hill? Mm, probably not, right? Probably not. Now, what if I get up enough power and start rolling it a few times? Will it keep rolling? Yeah, it'll probably roll a few more times. It could go thunk, 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 right? Smashing its way down. the, And eventually it'll stop and probably skid for a few uh, inches, right? Once it reaches the bottom. That washer machine is a lot of our learning loops. We've got so many rough edges that we've created for ourselves that it's not a smooth loop. It's really kind of a clunky, heavy, nasty, bulky, messy sort of deal. That basketball, you take your finger off, you don't have to touch it. It just automatically spins and spins and spins and spins all the way down the hill. It learns, right? Most of us aren't willing to learn. The first thing we do is we make an excuse. We point a finger. We blame somebody else. We look at all of the reasons why life is especially unfair to us. Well, you have to know what I've been through. We'll go back to our childhood. Well, if you knew the whole story, right? And, and by the way, this doesn't have to be you. This might be somebody on your team. You've heard somebody talk like this. They actually want to impress upon you that they know what's going on because they're really good at making excuses. They're really good at defending poor behavior. But here's the thing, people. We don't need to be good at defending our poor behavior. In fact, we don't need to blame it at all. All you have to do is ask yourself, did I get what I want from these results? And if the answer is no, then you adapt. That's it. It's no one's fault necessarily, or it doesn't need to be anyone's fault. Blaming people doesn't really help anyways. In fact, it doesn't help at all. This learning loop is one that the faster you close that loop from what happened, did I want those results, and what do I need to do, the faster you go down life. Now, maybe you're not like that washing machine but you're kind of like an oblong, I don't even know what you would call that, oblong uh, circle. You're not round. You're kind of round. Maybe you're in the middle between that washer machine and the ball, right? You're not, you don't have those rough edges, but you're not round anymore. 
And so it's, it's on us to realize what's stopping us from having that round learning loop. What is it? More and more I'm realizing that we wait for life to teach us lessons rather than proactively learning. Um, there is so much information I've been digesting over the last few months. It's, it's, it's just, it's shocking. I've been reading this book called Rocket Fuel, which is about how visionaries and integrators can actually work together. Uh, Matt, of course, my managing director now of the empire, he's an integrator. He's, he's a guy who sweats all the details and manages all the fine print. But there's a way that as a visionary, we can work together. You know, five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago, I, I wouldn't have been interested in reading that book. My head wasn't in the spot where I was obsessed with learning. And I'm not alone. There are many of us who, if I were to question you intensely on what you've been reading, what have you been studying up on? You really don't have a good answer. By the way, you don't have to read business books. What we know about the power of reading and its impact on your prefrontal cortex, on your brain, is this, that just reading in general empowers you, makes your brain stronger. There's something about you reading words and your brain creating a movie of it as you're reading it that just makes every bit of your brain the learning loop faster. It just, it just works. We'll spend a lot of time watching news. And a lot of that news right now is negative, dramatically, overly critical and partisan. Doesn't matter what side you're on. You hate the other side. I'm not saying you do, but you get what I mean if you listen to the, to, to the shows. It's all outrage and ridiculousness. And the challenge or the question I have for you is, what are you doing to learning, to learn? See, one way to make that loop tighter, faster, is to, to be proactive in how you learn. What are webinars that you can go to to learn that thing you want to do? Maybe it's you want to learn how to dye hair or become you know, some sort of beauty queen or, or king. Uh, you know, maybe you're into woodworking and you, you, you're like, well, I think I'll just tinker with it. Well, maybe instead of just trial and error, maybe there's a way for you to be able to learn something from somebody else who has the information you need to learn. See what I'm saying? You can wait 20 years, 30 years, and let life beat the crap out of you, and eventually you learn, or you can go out of your way to learn. And I've not been especially good at this area in my life. I'm obsessed. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> but that obsession has changed over the years. It's evolved over the years. And I've learned this one lesson. I can either go out of my way to learn it first, or I can learn usually after I've made a big mistake and I look back and go, oh, that's what happened. So it's on me to learn and adapt and grow. It's on me and it's on you too. It's on you. What are you doing to close this learning loop? How can you be like that basketball at the top of a hill? You take your finger off and it just rolls and rolls and rolls. So let me ask you, especially, especially this, what books are you reading? Seriously, what's the last book you've, you've read? I'm not trying to nag you. 
I'm trying to point out that if you're not learning, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're not evolving. And if you're not evolving, you're the same person you were months, weeks, or years ago. And I have to tell you, that's not the best you. Because the best you is the one that learns, grows, adapts, and is so excited by the possibilities all around you. So let's learn and grow. It's a big part of momentum. Hey, thanks for hanging with me for a few minutes this morning. As you know, this month's been exciting about momentum, and I'm excited about the rest of the days of this month because we've got even more impact coming to you about this idea of momentum. Listen, if you're not involved in the group, jump in. I'm excited. Our goal is 1 million engaged people inside the Facebook group over the next five years. Well, that's a big goal for five years from now. None of it matters if you're not engaged. And there's wonderful people inside the group. We've got bankers. uh, We've got uh, people who are insurance. We've got people who are educators, entrepreneurs, lawyers, uh, politicians. We've got, it feels like we run the gamut on people inside the Facebook group. How can you use the group? Uh, announce yourself. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you want to achieve. It makes no sense to be shy when you've got a group of people who want to help you. So just ask for help. I have. Um, I've had other people into the group say, who can help coach me on this? And I've been able to direct them to people that I know are, are some of the best coaches in the world in that category. And right inside the Facebook group, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're thinking, group, where is this group? Go to Facebook and search for the edgy empire of awesomeness. Guys, it's been great. Have a great week. Have a great day. Go crush it out there. And remember, go learn something.